welcome to the Bloom Your Mind podcast, where we take all of your ideas for what you want and we turn them into real things. I'm your host, Certified Coach Marie McDonald. Let's get into it. Well, hello there, and welcome to episode number 63 of the Bloom Your Mind podcast. One of the number one requests that I get to help people with after they've sort of listened to a lot of my work and the request that I've gotten over the last month multiple times for a podcast topic is they want something on making decisions. And I've been asked for this a few times, not sure why it took me so long, but here it is just for you at your request, my framework for decision-making. So here's sort of an illustration of why this is so important. My kids, they get allowance. Yeah. Do you, did you get allowance growing up? Do you give allowance if you have children? Mine get some allowance and sometimes they choose to spend it and other times they choose to save it. It's like there's lots of different ideas about how you can train children, young little humans to uh, be financially responsible with the use of allowance. And my kids have really different personalities, but my son often chooses to spend his and he'll decide that he wants something and we'll have it in mind. We'll make a plan. We'll go to the store. And it's usually a toy store that he goes to. We saved his allowance. And we walk down the aisle and it starts out really fun. It's like this shiny new idea. He's all excited about it. He's got this money burning a hole in his pocket that he's made the decision to spend. And he starts walking through and looking at the bright colors, the boxes, the you know, typography on the on the branding, right? He, he's looking at everything. His eyes are wide, his head is going from one direction, looking at one side of the aisle across to the other one, like, ooh, you know, looking at everything. He picks something up. He talks to me about it and he gets excited about it. And then he puts it back on the shelf. He walks down the aisle and he picks something else up and he gets excited about that one, or maybe decides he's not excited about it. And he puts it back on the shelf. And what I notice is that the longer that we're there, the less fun it gets. He's walking up and down the aisle. And in fact, it starts to get really stressful. He knows that we can't spend the entire day there. He knows that there's some timeline by which he has to have made this decision. And he starts getting pacing faster, more quickly. He starts looking back and forth more quickly. His breathing, he starts breathing a little bit faster and sighing a little bit. When I'll say, what are you thinking, bud? He starts to like sort of feel this internal pressure. The pressure, the stress of indecision. That feeling that he gets like time is running out. Ah, which one is the right one? Which one is the best one? Which one is the one that I'm going to be so happy about? And which are all the ones that I will wish I hadn't have chosen, right? I always feel so bad for him. <laughs> and I also feel him. I'm like, I know what that is like. And I see it in people all the time. Do you know what that's like? Do you get stuck considering all of the options? And you just have all the options there. You just, I can't do it. And so you just don't move forward. Do you sit in indecision instead of taking action? 
Or do you make a decision and then you get like a little bit into action on it and you start second guessing it? Or do you second guess it the entire time, no matter how long you've had that decision in mind or you're acting and taking action towards the decision? What's your relationship with making powerful decisions? Think about it for a minute. Well, you do. I grew up in this little town, a little mountain town, not very big. You know, there was (laughs) Main Street was the main road through town. There was, you know, one option of everything pretty much for whatever you wanted in town and lots of things that were not available in town that you would drive in quotes. I'm doing air quotes right now down the hill for, (laughs) right? It was a little mountain town. And everything was really easy because you really didn't have any decisions to make. You had very limited, acceptable choices in this little town. And I remember going down to UCSD, this felt like this giant campus for my freshman year of undergraduate work and being pretty overwhelmed by all of the options. What majors, what what majors are the options, what to major in, what to minor in, places to study abroad, people to build relationships with, classes to take, places to live. It was new to have so many options. And the human brain, when we have a lot of options, tends to get frozen. Many of our brains tend to get frozen in trying to choose the right one. And I've talked before, there's an episode actually about the idea you make right. I am a firm believer in once you make a decision, committing to it, deciding I am going to try this for this amount of time, six months or whatever it is, and make the idea right because your brain's going to have all kinds of ups and downs, fear of failure. Do people like this? Do I know how? Did I mess this up? Like Those are all things to work through once you've made a decision, but being in indecision is so rough. It wastes so much time and emotional energy and physical energy and resources and money often. And so many things are wasted when we're in indecision. Think about times in your life when you've been in indecision. Should I stay in this relationship or should I go? I coach people that spend years in indecision about whether to stay in a relationship or not. And whenever they finally get out of the relationship or double down and stay in it, they're so relieved. It's the indecision that hurts. I think about times in my life, like in grad school, I've <laughs> I talked about this before on the podcast too, but in my first year of graduate school, when I was doing conceptual art and art criticism and studio art, I was spazzing out. I was making all of these different, wildly different paintings that were not cohesive which would have been fine if I had decided to explore all different modalities. But instead, it wasn't fine. It felt kind of awful because it was just a product of being an indecision, which shows you it is so amazing to me that the exact same set of actions, making a bunch of paintings that didn't have much to do with each other, I could, I could have done that exact same thing And I would have enjoyed it and felt great and confident in it if I had decided to do that, if it was the result of making a powerful choice to explore a bunch of different types of art making till I landed on the one I wanted to focus in on. But instead, 
it was a result of me spinning in indecision. So it felt awful a lot of that time. Whenever these days I'm creating something for my business, a podcast episode, a program, an email, a masterclass, a challenge, anything that I'm preparing for all of you, anytime I stay undecided for a long period of time without just saying, I'm going to put this on the shelf and think about it later. I'm not ready to decide about that. That's fine. I love doing that. But when I'm unintentionally undecided, it is such a waste of time and energy and emotion, all of it. It keeps me from helping people. It keeps me from enjoying helping people. (laughs) So today is all about how making a decision can be so freeing and wonderful. And I'm going to give you a process to do it that I use all the time. And I use with my clients all the time, because when we stay in indecision about anything, we waste everything. All right. So here is what I recommend. The steps that I recommend doing when you want to make a decision about something. So the first step is to take a piece of paper. I always use a whiteboard because I'm a whiteboard junkie and write a line down the middle of the piece of paper and write one decision on one side and the other decision at at the top of the other column. Okay. Now this is not a pros and cons list, but it's a relative of it. This is where we start. Okay. You put the two sides of the decision at the top of the columns, and this is what you do. You write down all of the reasons why you would choose one and the reasons why you would choose the other, okay? So once you have all of the reasons written down there, and I tell you again, my friends, I use this over and over with clients, and every single time we do it, the answer is clear as day. People will be so stuck in indecision. We do this exercise, they're like, duh, I knew it. I knew it the whole time. I just wasn't letting myself really get it. Okay, so you write down all of the reasons why you would do one or why you would do the other. And of course, if you have like three or four options, you could do it with all of them. I really like narrowing down to two though. And once you have your list of all of the reasons why you would choose one thing or the other thing, you go through your reasons. And here's what you do. You ask yourself three questions about them. Number one, are there any reasons on your list that are avoiding feeling bad or trying to feel good? So an example of this is, well, I think that if I can just be in a relationship, then I'll be happy. I think that if I can be move cities, then I'll be happy. I think I won't be, you know, I'll lose weight and I'll like myself more. Maybe you don't want to do something because it's scary. Because people might not like it. And you'll feel bad. Any of these, I cross off the list. The reason I cross off the list anytime when I'm avoiding feeling bad or pursuing feeling good is because we can practice emotional adulthood by processing negative feelings. I don't like to use the fact that I'll have to process a negative feeling as a reason not to do it unless it's a real trigger and a real big barrier and I just don't want to deal with it, you know? And then I change the reason from I don't want to feel bad to like, yeah, I just want this to be easy. I don't want to deal with this, right? More about what I want 
and less about avoiding a feeling. And if anything is equating a decision or a change with happiness or self-worth, that gets crossed off the list because that's not a reason to do something or not doing do something. That is work for me to do inside myself, to know that nothing that I do makes me more worthy or lovable. Nothing that you do or don't do make you more or less worthy. You're 100% worthy because you exist. So let's not try to prove our worth to ourselves by doing things we're supposed to. So I cross it anything off. That's the first step that relates to that. The second step is I look at the two options and the reasons, and I check in with my body. How do I feel? How does my body feel when I think about each one? Now, this isn't a black and white process, right? So if you feel nervous when you look at one, it doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't do it. You want to look at what are you thinking that's making you feel nervous? What's behind that anxiety? What's going on there? Tap into the body. Say, why am I feeling nervous when I think about starting a podcast? Oh, I'm nervous that. And then you kind of start to think, what are the beliefs underneath? Will I not be able to keep up with it? Will people not like it? Will I not have good enough ideas? And those are all thoughts that you can manage and work with and change your perspective around. If you check in with your body and one of the decisions just makes you buzz with aliveness and that intuitive sense of this is what I want to do. I'm being called to this. I'm excited about this. I feel buzzy and alive and sparky and glittery inside. I really like to take that into consideration. I really like to take into consideration my body's response and either work with it or follow it. And then the third step when you go through your reasons is to cross off anything that's not a real reason. (laughs) And always we have these, okay? And they're sneaky. So they'll be like, well, I'll probably fail. That's not a real reason. You're totally in control of whether you fail or not. And even if you fail, failure is wonderfully valuable. And that's not a reason not to do something. Maybe I would take a huge financial loss and that will be problematic. Maybe that's a reason, right? But just failure for failure's sake and you want to avoid the feeling that you'll have when you fail, that's not a reason. That's work to do on yourself, right? That's how I feel about it. Other things that are not real reasons are anything that has to do with people pleasing. People won't like me doing this. Okay. So they cannot like you doing it. (laughs) Anything that's a reason to do it that's because you're expected to, because anything that is about making other people feel anything, because we can't make people feel things, right? We're going to take out any manipulation. Anything we're trying to control, any any reason that's trying to control other people, and we're going to take out anything that is about people pleasing, because what we want to do is we want to people please ourselves, ourselves, right? Anything that's I feel like I should, that's not a reason. We cross it off. Anything that's well, I can't. You know what goes on the reasons not to is I don't know how. I will always cross that off the list because we can't know how until we do something. And we are resourceful when we choose to be, so we can figure it out. All right, those are some of the reasons that 
I cross off the list and the reasons I keep on there. Now, you can stop there. And the last step is to look at your list of reasons that remain on the list that you didn't cross off and you decide which reasons you like better. Which reasons do you like? Most of the time, one of the decisions is based in a true alignment with your values in something that is exciting to you, to the person you want to become, or something you want to contribute to the world. And a lot of times the other decision becomes pretty clear that you're doing it out of fear or out of stuckness or out of other people's expectations of you. Oftentimes it plays out in this way. And all, I mean, it, it may, it may not, right? It may be a different reason why one side stands out as clearly more of what you want to do. But if you really do the work to work your list, I have never had an experience where the answer wasn't clear. So once you decide which set of reasons you like better, you circle that side and that's your decision. And then you commit to it. And you know that as you make that decision and you start moving forward in it, you're going to have doubt come out. You're going to have most of us, many of us will have some doubt come up. And that means we're on the right track. We're going to have some fear come up. That means we're on the right track. We're going to have some second guessing coming up. Oh my gosh, people aren't going to like this. We're going to fear failure. We're going to have these moments where we're like, oh, this is a lot of work or we don't know how. All of those things are things to work through. They're not reasons to stop. We commit to our decision and then we manage our minds and process our emotions along the way. Now, I'm going to give you three more bonus questions to ask yourself before you've made the decision. I gave you the short version of how to make a decision. You list the reasons why on either side. Start crossing off reasons that you don't like in terms of uh, you don't want them to count anything that you're where any where that you're avoiding feelings or chasing feeling good or chasing feeling worthy. Anything that feels terrible in your body, you're going to kind of note that. Anything that feels really busy, buzzy and great and resonant and synchronous with your body, you're going to circle that. And then you're going to cross out anything that's not a real reason. Anywhere where you're just trying to be right, trying to be liked, trying to people please. Now, three other things you can do. Number one, run the opportunity cost. So on either side, what are the costs of doing it? And are you willing to pay that price? So if the cost of moving cities is not living near your friends, that goes in that side of the opportunity cost. If the cost instead of staying in the same city and not moving is that you feel stagnant and stuck, that goes on that side. So as you look at the opportunity costs of each side, that becomes another set of reasons that you get to decide between. Which do you like better? Okay. Second thing, always use your values, your pillars, your purpose in life as a rubric to make decisions. Which is more in line with who you want to be? Which is more in line with your value system? That will help you decide which reasons you like better. And lastly, close your eyes and check in with your future self. Imagine the you that is exactly where you want to be in life 
five years, one year, 10 years, whatever it is that lights you up, whatever you like. And you can go to the episodes on Future Trippin, Future Trippin 1 and Future Trippin 2 if you want more guidance on checking in with your future self. And as you check in with that future self, ask her, what do I do? What do I do about this decision in front of me? Which way is the right way for me right now to get to where I'm going? To get to where you are right now, future self, that's exactly where I want to be. And let your inner wisdom and your inner knowing show you the way. All right. So that is my guidance on how to make decisions. And I cannot state enough. Once you've made the decision, my friends, commit to it. Commit to it and manage your mind, all of the emotions and all the thoughts that come up along the way. Failure is a wonderful part of the process. It moves us forward, shows us what doesn't work so that we can know what does. Self-doubt means we're just doing something that doesn't come supernaturally to us. That means we're going to evolve. Anxiety, overwhelm, we can check in with them. We can give them some love and some care, check in with why they're there. And we can turn down the volume on those feelings and turn up the volume on our courage, our commitment, and our why. What are your reasons? What is your why? Choose what reasons you like better and go for it, y'all. All right. That's what I've got for you this week. Get out there and make some decisions. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with me, friends. If you like today's episode and you want more of them, please take two minutes right now to subscribe and give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Then send this episode to a friend. See you next time.